surrounds the high-security lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology that handles the world's most dangerous pathogens, making it the target of conspiracy theories about the origin of the virus. Has anyone at the lab, either personnel or connected to the lab, a third-party contractor, tested positive for this virus? It's got all different names. Wuhan. Now, Wuhan was catching on. Coronavirus, right? Kung flu, yeah. Kung flu. COVID, COVID-19, COVID. I say, what's the 19? COVID-19, some people can't explain what the 19. Give me the COVID-19. I said, that's an odd name. I could give you many, many names. Some people call it the Chinese flu, the China flu, right? They call it the China as opposed to China, the China. For months, the U.S. and China have been locked in a battle over the origin of the virus and accusations that China delayed or didn't share information. There's evidence that it came from the laboratory. At first glance, we tend to believe the same things as the majority. In these uncertain times, when we don't fully understand COVID-19, it's easy for people to immediately accept the information they find on social media, especially about the virus. It's all coming up after this. Consider this a new podcast by Stella, Jolie, and Mira, where we take a deeper look at modern-day conspiracy theories. The Wuhan conspiracy theory states that the novel coronavirus was engineered in a lab in Wuhan, China. Because the pathogen first emerged and began infecting people in Wuhan, many people started to believe that the virus was created there. Some conspiracy theorists, mainly Americans, have even speculated that it was engineered as a bioweapon. Let's start off by talking about how this theory originated. The Wuhan conspiracy theory originated around January 26, 2020, when the Washington Times published a report with a menacing headline, Coronavirus may have originated in a lab linked to China's biowarfare program. Senator Tom Cotton, RR, then becomes the first high-profile U.S. politician to raise the possibility that the outbreak originated or or presumably was created in the Wuhan lab, while admitting that there is no evidence to suggest it was. On February 16th, Cotton clarified his earlier remarks in a series of tweets, noting the different possible scenarios from a man-made virus theory to a lab accident. CNN and Fox News later report that officials inside the government are investigating the claim that the virus was released from an accidental lab incident. President Trump later on says during a White House briefing that the U.S. government was looking into the claim and that it made quote-unquote sense without citing any evidence. When political figures, along with the government, start stating 
that the virus could have come from China and start investigating it, speculation is unavoidable. People are quick to believe that it is a fact, even though nothing has been proven. Suddenly, everywhere you look, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, you see social media content about this theory. When you are constantly seeing people on social media considering this possibility, seriously or not seriously, it makes you think about it and start to believe it yourself. This is how conspiracy theories gain momentum from social media. Political figures have the power to spread false information so quickly because of their platforms on social media. This can cause conspiracy theories to arise and become national problems. When people see news headlines about a political figure's speech, they start to make social media content about it. On Thursday, April 30th, 2020, Mr. Trump was asked by a reporter at the White House. And my question is, have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Did, did you? From that day forward, COVID-19 was commonly known and described as the Wuhan virus, created in a lab by quote-unquote evil scientists. Again, on May 3rd, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says on ABC News this week that there is enormous evidence to support the theory that COVID-19 came from the lab. But he would not say whether he thought it was intentionally released because the Chinese Communist Party has refused to cooperate with world health experts. So, what do you think the biggest difference between newspapers and social media is? Hmm. I think the editorial norms are different for social media and newspapers. There aren't any editors for social media content. As a result, the accuracy and legitimacy of the content posted is compromised, and false information is easily spread. Another difference is that social media is available to anyone meaning that not only professionals can speak on a certain topic, less credible people are given the same opportunities as experts. In this case, Twitter was a big platform for President Trump to spread false information to the public, specifically his views on the virus coming from Wuhan. Normal people on Twitter see these tweets and start to comment on it, blowing it up. Then, this information is all over this social media app and spreads everywhere, especially to other social media apps. And again, on news sites, we see the same patterns. People who are looking at the material, and before drawing their own ideas and conclusion about it, they repost. So, in conclusion, what these people are doing is spreading this one-sided information and these biases. Looks like we're going to wrap this up here. Thanks for listening on wherever you get your podcasts.